Hey, hey, welcome back to Mamas Have Special Needs 2. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston, and this is episode 124, Happiness is a Superficial Goal. Welcome to the Mamas Have Special Needs 2 podcast, where we are learning to thrive in and enjoy our lives again. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Happy almost Thanksgiving. Uh, That feels kind of funny to say, especially because I'm talking about happiness today. And um, it's something I've actually been thinking about a lot because I feel like that is pushed really hard, not just in marketing, but in like our general narrative about life, that happiness is the goal, happiness should be the goal, and that it is a worthwhile goal. And I just want to start off by saying I'm not against being happy. I just don't think that it really holds the weight in life that we think that it holds, where it's like we're willing to give up or sacrifice or spend money or do crazy things in the pursuit of happiness, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I think that when we frame happiness as not just the goal to life, but as the solution to problems, like that we shouldn't be depressed, we should be happy, we shouldn't be anxious, we should be happy, we shouldn't feel frustrated, we should be happy. And we should want that for our children as well. And so we are, you know, hey, did you have fun? Hey, are you happy? Like, I just want you to be happy. Like all of these kinds of phrases that we say, I actually think are all lending into this idea that happiness is the goal in life, that that is what we should aim for, and that if we get the right relationship or the right house or the right neighborhood or the right career or have a certain amount of money or a certain kind of car, then we will be happy. You know, even if we have um, a certain kind of kid or a certain number of kids, then we will be happy. And I have not found this to be the case. And the more that I think about it, the more that I come to the conclusion that that happiness is in fact a really superficial goal to have in life. (laughs) And here's why. Here are just a few of the reasons why, as I've thought about it, I'm sure there are many more out there. These are just the few that I have thought of. It's because happiness is an emotion and emotions can be fleeting they could be informative but they are fleeting and so it's not happiness isn't really something that you can just set in place and keep ever present in your life you know with all the things that i talked about like you know you get the right career spouse family kids neighborhood career what have you you get that right thing and then happiness is kind of a given and it just stays there. And then you're, you know, the happily ever after kind of thing. Now, I'm not saying that those things couldn't legitimately increase your happiness, but I just don't think that it will increase it and then you'll keep it, right? Because we acclimate really quickly to things and start to take them for granted. <laughs> and then they lose their flavor and they are no longer a source of happiness for us, right? That's why we're looking for the next thing to help us be happy. But I also do feel like 
if you don't have all of those things in order, like the house that you kind of, that you dream of, or the family, or the career, and they're not all in order, right? Or even like the mental health state you want to have, or the physical body, or or skill set, or what have you. When those things aren't actually actualized in life, I think it's really easy to keep the mentality that when you get there, when you achieve those things, then you will be happy. And it's really easily, I think, to get caught in a perpetual happiness-seeking cycle, which has no end, where you're always seeking the next thing and you're never finding it. Now, you might find, for you, that you actually do encounter happiness pretty regularly, which is great, but it probably doesn't stay indefinitely, right? It doesn't just, you don't just feel happy and then you stay happy forever, which doesn't happen for anyone that I'm aware of, right? Which is why feelings are fleeting. Feelings are not, I feel, a good reason to be in pursuit of something because they don't last. Which leads me to my second reason that I think happiness is a superficial goal, which is I just think that happiness is an overvalued emotion. Right? It feels good, and that's great, and we all enjoy feeling happy. But when you actually sit down and, and think about it, think about what you're doing to get this emotion, and think about when you actually get it, how long does it stay around, and how valuable is it? I think we just we overvalue this single emotion, and we don't necessarily even consider all the other array of emotions that there are out there that do feel good to, to an equal amount to happiness, or they even feel better than happiness. Which leads me to my third point about why I think happiness is a superficial life goal, which is, to what end do you want to be happy? Right? To just feel good all the time? Because if happiness was the only emotion that you felt all of the time, then it wouldn't really be happiness at all because there would be nothing to contrast it with. Like the reason that happiness does have some value is because there is sadness. And that goes for any, any emotion that we have. Like the reason that emotions have value is because there's contrast to go with it. Right? There's pain and shame and guilt and things that we prefer not to feel. We don't aim to feel, but because we do, and that's not optional, because we do feel them, they give value to the emotions that they contrast, such as happiness or confidence or feeling proud of yourself or proud of your family. Those contrasts, the negative or painful feelings that we experience. Therefore, the ones, the emotions that do feel good have value. But pursuing emotions hasn't necessarily turned out to be a really valuable aim in my life and in other people's lives. So as I've been mulling this idea over in my head, about a month or so ago, 
I came across an interview with the actor Shia LaBeouf, I hope I'm saying that right, or LaBeouf, in which he said something like, my goal in life used to be happiness, which is really such a crappy aim in life. But that used to be in totality my aim in life, but it's not anymore. To which the interviewer asked him, what is your goal now? And he answered by saying something like, my goal in life now is to be useful. And then he continues, Shia continues and says, it doesn't make me useful to my wife to shame spiral on stuff like that. And I'm assuming that he means stuff like trying to pursue happiness and and what you're willing to do to, to become happy. That it doesn't make him useful to his wife when he's trying to just pursue happiness. He says, what makes me useful to my wife is to show up for her and to be stable for her when we need to, for example, show up to the children's hospital with our child and she's, what did he say? She's tripping. So she's, she's having a hard time. And he continues by saying that his relationship with God is what gives him the ability to be centered like that and to hold things down in a tough situation like taking your child to the child's hospital. And so as I listened to this interview, it really rung true to me, not just the idea of really needing to be stable when you're taking your child to the children's hospital, which is very real, but the idea that being useful is a better aim than being happy. And so I've been mulling this over in my mind, thinking about my own life, thinking about my own experiences. And in my own life, what I've experienced is that the more that I focus on being useful to others and myself, the more meaningful my life feels. And meaningful is a good feeling. It feels good to feel meaningful. It feels deeper and longer lasting than happiness feels to me. I feel a sense of peace and power when I am trying and I'm aiming to be useful. And it's not like an assertive kind of power, but more of an immersive and encompassing feeling of power. I have felt my confidence increase, my happiness increase, my inner peace and meaning in life. They've all increased when I am going throughout my day with the aim of being useful. And this doesn't necessarily, this doesn't equate to doing everything all by yourself. Like it, they're different, right? Because to be useful for others at the sacrifice of your own well-being is really not being useful at all because it then you are no longer useful, right? Because you are just wrecked. But to be useful to others requires you to be useful to yourself, to take care of yourself as if you were someone you actually cared about, to be useful and honest with yourself in what you need in order to function and what you need in order to be useful to others, you have to take care of yourself. And that has been very useful to me. It's a, uh, I guess you could say it falls under the category of a type of self-care. What else I have noticed is that when I've aimed to be useful, the petty things that I used to 
keep track of, like in the earlier years of my marriage, have really melted away. And that has really contributed to, believe it or not, my overall happiness and well-being. And it is longer lasting and it's much, much more resilient. Because when you aim to just be happy, right, and you finally reach that place, a child could throw a temper tantrum and all of a sudden that happiness will be gone, right? And then you feel super, super frustrated. But when you aim to be useful, right, and you're having a good time and your child throws a tantrum, the mentality now is, how can I be useful to my child in their moment of struggle? What can I do to aid them? And I have found that in moments when I'm thinking that way, my inner happiness, I guess if that's what you want to call it, isn't totally wrecked. It's not just gone or deflated. There's a resilience that comes when, with you, when you aim to be useful in your life. So that is my little food for thought today. And so I want to invite you to think about your own life. Think about how you feel about your life or even the life of your children. Think about what your current life aims are. And perhaps you aren't really aware of what they are right now, but ask yourself, what do I notice I do? Like just examine your behavior for a day and examine what you're doing and what those actions might clue you into as far as your daily aims. And hopefully this will be a really good learning experience. I know it was for me by just asking these kinds of questions. And then once you do understand what it is that you are aiming towards, then assess how that's actually working out for you. Are you liking the results that you're experiencing? Are you finding purpose, meaning, connection, you know, whatever it is you're looking for. Are you liking those results? And if not, might aiming to be useful to yourself and to others be a good aim for you? I know it has for me. It's been really, really transformational, actually, like in a subtle way. But as I look back and I look at my days, which turn into weeks, which turn into months, It's been really transformational to have the mindset of my goal is to be useful today. So just try it on and and let me know how it goes in the comments in this podcast, or you can email me at ashleyjohnstoncoaching at gmail.com. The link is down in the show notes, and I would love to hear from you and keep the conversation going. Until next time, take care. Hey mamas, listen, you can create the life and relationships you want as a mother raising children with special needs. And I can show you how. We can hop on a free Zoom call and talk about what you need, what you want, and what I have to offer. No pressure, and it'll be super fun to chat and connect. So send me a message on my Instagram, mamas have special needs too. The link's below and let's hop on a call.